Good morning. Welcome to Roto-Grinders NBA Morning Grind. I'm Justin Carlucci here with Chris Kirkwood. What's up, Chris? How are you? Good to have you back on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, good to be here. Stressful time. Baseball, basketball going, but uh, we have, what, two last slates available? There's uh, today for the listeners uh, being uh, Thursday and then Friday, but uh, tomorrow's really the the last day for the, the major seeding implications. Yeah, a couple of big games. It seems like all of the, the games with playoff implications are in the West. And DraftKings has definitely priced some of these players accordingly. And we'll get to that uh, momentarily. Wednesday, quite the day in the association. We, we saw a lot of stuff. I bubbled two qualifiers. That's always fun. I came in second and fifth out of the one with 200 entries. Just what just wasn't meant to be. There's a lot of Pacers value on Wednesday. Aaron Holiday chalk didn't really go as planned. He was like 70% owned. He had seven DraftKings points. Uh, but there was a lot of good Pacers chalk, though. Uh, TJ McConnell was really good. I wrote him up as a tournament play. Jakar Sampson was okay. Ugh, what a name, Jakar Sampson. Um, you know, Oladipo was okay. Justin Holiday finally played really well. It was just one of those games where you had to make, you know, days where you have to mix and match the right value. You had to eat some chalk, and it, you know, McDermott had like 28 DKB. <laughs> it's just the end of the regular season, Chris. I mean, what else are you going to say, you know? Yeah, so it's crazy. The The Pacers was definitely crazy. Um, I made a critical mistake I, that I usually have a, a model that I live by is only one holiday. Um, in my lineups and uh, today I played two Justin and Aaron Um, I should have just played Justin it turns out in hindsight Aaron was a good play just didn't work out Um, I had Jakar Thompson Uh, his minutes were extremely frustrating Um, it's tough you we don't like so I don't know what these coaches are going to do I try to you know read the information get the beat writer reports and uh, you know I I listen to Andy Means and uh, crunch time and try to get the up to up to each game info as best as I can but like we we're all making guesses assumptions but like guys like Edmund Sumner um, got 24 minutes Alizé Johnson 17 minutes you know it was just really frustrating Jakar Sampson was doing great when he was on the floor he just didn't get the minutes Um, you know he still uh, got value but um, could have had a, a big game so there's gonna be some crazy situations um, again uh, today and uh, we'll do our best. And, and you know, Chris, you made, you made a really good point. You you can find some some coach speak from some beat writers, and we talked about this with Beer Maker the other day. Uh, just trying to compile a list. Use Twitter as some of your resources, and you can't believe everything you read online, but. Uh, you can get some hints. You know, there are some coaches that are very close to the vest, but you can definitely pick up on some keywords and things like that. Uh, I listened to a podcast earlier uh, from Harrison Wind uh, for Denver, the Nuggets uh, Potter, and he said, I'd be shocked if kind of Jokic played 30 minutes or if any of those guys played 30 minutes today just based off what Mike Malone said. And, you know, Jokic, I don't think, saw any fourth quarter run. We saw Eric Spolstra pull the rug out at halftime, kind of called it a quits. No Jimmy Butler in the second half. No Duncan Robinson in the second half. No Bam. So that was kind of just that. You know, Tyler Hero ended up playing and balling out. Some things you just can't really account for. And obviously, you know, Hero, was, it, was a great, it was a great call for someone who, 
you know, was taking a big flyer. We know what his upside is. But uh, and then on the flip side, you can use some of this news to your advantage. The Thunder were basically kind of trying to lose. I mean, they put their starters out there, um, and then you know, no one really played much in the second half. Uh, Darius Baisley ended up going off. He had like 48 DraftKings points, um, which sunk me in the qualifier, by the way. He's one of those guys who's super talented, but I, you know, if, if Steven Adams and Noel and, and Gallo are healthy, it's difficult for me to roster the guy, but kudos to, to whoever did and ended up with him. Um, but there's just some things you, you just can't account for. The coaches, they're not going to tip their hands completely. And there was 5 million landmines today. If you were able to dodge half of them, you, you might have had a shot at cashing. A lot of people pivoted to Joel Embiid today, Chris. He ended up being like 30% owned uh, and he got hurt. He got hurt, and then what are you going to do? You know, it's just uh, it was one of those days. He probably wouldn't have seen a lot of minutes anyway. Um, right. And uh, now, and projections, you know, don't take. You know, it's tough. So you got to try to nail the minute projections, right? Salary becomes less and less important. Um, the games and their implications means everything. So luckily, tomorrow, today, for the listeners, um, we have some games with some you know, really high stakes, right? So we got the Battle of the West. So there's four teams all trying for that eighth and ninth ninth seed. And uh, Portland, you know, basically if they win, they're in. Um, they get the eighth seed. But, you know, if they lose, then uh, things can get a little bit crazy there. And then the, the Spurs, um, Memphis, and the Suns. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. But those are, you know, we definitely want to probably or we'll be most confident, you know, in our minute projections for players on those teams. Right. We know we know Dame is going to be out there as long as the game is somewhat in reach, um, you know, and it's not a complete blowout. um, He's going to be out there doing his thing and he's probably going to be trying to get 60 points again, um, which is just amazing. And I, and I did, that was the one call uh, that I probably got right. I did tell you guys that a massive game last week when I was on that massive game from game was coming and uh, boy, uh, a few of them came, Um, but just like that, but uh, man, he's priced like Harden uh, 11, uh, 11, two on DK. Yeah. He's 11, probably worth every penny. You know the usage will be there. He's going to get him up. Game's on the line. It's Dame time, man, you know? And Dame, you know, some other narrative streets you can go by. He gets motivated by the haters. He's a guy who'll jump on Twitter. He called out Skip Bayless, you know, the Paul George thing with Beverly a couple days ago. And he loves it. He loves that stuff just to add more fuel to the fire. And the dude's been unconscious. He's been unconscious, but yeah, there's. Well, it's when he's in, it's it's been frustrating with him because for years he's been he's always had that next level talent, and we've always recognized it. But he's always just deferred or taking games off or never been as aggressive as we wanted him to. So right. it's nice to see him, you know, fully taken taken on taken over. And uh, CJ McCollum with his fractured lowered back, which just sounds terrible. I guess it's not that terrible, but um, he's probably getting shot up and whatnot. Um, before games Um, but uh, yeah so he's taking over and making this team a kind of a a wild card in the playoffs here yeah they're they're not they're they're not going to be a pushover no and uh, for a first round opponent for anybody you got a healthy Nurkic now too the anchor to center I I wouldn't want to play Portland in the first round Um, 
just looking at some of these games, we'll go chronologically on the slate. Just a note that both DK and FanDuel only have the 4 o'clock games and on. There's a, an early game at, at 12 with the Wizards in Boston, and then one thirty Kings and Lakers. Neither site has those, uh, which is good. It gives everybody a little bit more time. You know, for me, you know, you don't want a, a, a nine-hour slate with all the news that's going to drop. So if there's any good news right now, that's it, that there's a five-game slate. Two four o'clock games, one at six thirty and two at nine o'clock. The first game I have in front of me here with some playoff implications for one team is Milwaukee and Memphis, Chris. Uh, Milwaukee, you know, this game really doesn't mean much. Giannis is suspended after <laughs> after he headbutted Mo Wagner. <laughs> and that was kind of funny to watch the Twitter reactions after that. And for Memphis, it, it means pretty much everything. Chris, what is, you know, what's the synopsis here with the Grizzlies? Kind of what has to happen? Is it a winning in for Memphis? So the, the game means nothing, like you said, for the Bucs. Um, Giannis, that was a total uh, Bush League move. I, I really hated to see that. Um, baseball, I'm in baseball mode over here. But uh Anyways, and it's crazy that he only got suspended for one game. That means absolutely nothing. Like the game that, that he was going to rest 100% anyway, that's his punishment. Um, but anyways, uh, it means the world for Memphis. Memphis it gets the number eight seed with a win and a Portland loss. So they got to hope that uh, Brooklyn shows up. Now, they're, they're the first – game here they, they they're playing before Portland Portland doesn't play till nine o'clock so they're gonna have to win and then uh, sit there and watch the game but uh they also get uh they can get the number nine seed with a win or losses by Phoenix and San Antonio so basically they need to win um, but they could still sneak in with uh, Phoenix and San Antonio lose so Memphis is going to be one of those teams where we can feel comfortable targeting players no, I totally agree. Totally agree. I'm waiting for the game where, where Ja finally says, Dylan Brooks, you know, put your ego aside here and stop shooting the ball more than me. But we haven't seen him yet. And I've talked about Brooks pretty much in every podcast because every time I've talked about him, they're playing in a meaningful game and he takes 15 to 20 stinking shots a game, especially without Triple J. He's one of those guys that's always kind of priced there in that 5K range. But since the restart, Ja has been – Pretty much incredible. He did only take 13 shots last game, but he got to the line 15 times. He was super aggressive, and he's priced up. I'm just looking at him, and rightfully so. You know, kudos to DK for making this a really interesting slate based on pricing. You know, look at Lillard. We talked about Lillard and his price. We'll get to that later. Lillard is the second highest price on the slate. Uh, but Ja is 9K, and we haven't seen him that high maybe ever. He's also looked like a totally new, improved player since the break. So jaw at 9K, if you want a high floor, you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah, but he's a, a guy who's going to be going all out, um, giving us everything he's got for the entire game because they need this win unless it's a complete blowout or something. But um, you got to feel feel uh, comfortable with the production you're going to get. He's 9K, but he put up 57 fantasy points against the Celtics, played 42 minutes. You could see him oh, yeah. with a very, very similar uh, effort um 22 percent to 25 percent usage somewhere in that range um he's going to take some threes the assists are going to be there he is that whole offense um you know he's fully capable of racking up steals and blocks especially against um if uh depending on who uh, milwaukee ends up resting um this could be uh 
a real step down in competition for these guys. So, um, yeah, John Morant is, is an awesome play. Yeah, I like that. And and obviously Giannis off the court not only makes a big difference on offense for Milwaukee, but defensively, you know, it's a it's a huge blow to to what they do and how they operate. His length and just his presence can dictate and shift you know, the way an offense moves entirely. It's definitely looking at that Milwaukee game, not as as scared of the Bucks kind of matchup for any of these Grizzlies. Looking at the Grizzlies a little bit further, Anthony Tolver just kind of starting as a formality and it looks like Brandon Clark, last two games, especially without Triple J, he's seen at least 26 minutes in both of them. I rebounded a little bit, and he scored at least 12 points in the last three games. Priced pretty fairly at 5,200 in a game where, you know, he'll probably he might even play more if it's competitive and they need the win. So I think Brandon Clark will be pretty popular tomorrow. Power forward, center eligible on DK. So Valanciunas priced up there, almost 8K as well. So DK did a, did a really good job of aggressively pricing the teams in the must-win scenarios. Yeah, but the thing is, is that we're going to have so much value that opens up with players that we're going to be able to fit these guys if we need, uh, you know, to, to put some guaranteed production in there, guys that we feel comfortable with their minutes. Um, I do like the Brandon Clark call. I mean, uh, it was nice to see him get 29 minutes in the last game. Um, you know, the, we, you know, we were all expecting a huge, a lot more from him when uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. went down, but uh these last two games, he's kind of risen to the occasion in tough matchups too and tough games. The intensity is going to be there for him. Um, yeah, I, I like him as well. So those, those are the two guys that I would probably lean on. Um, Jay Val in a, in a must win game, 7,700 on DK. That seems perfectly reasonable. Um, not sure if I'm going to go there myself, but um, I, I think he's probably the optimal play to be honest with you, but uh, it'll, it's all going to depend on uh, lineup construction. Yeah, good points there. On the Milwaukee side of ball, it also gets interesting uh, from a value standpoint. This game means nothing to them. So you're going to have to pay attention to some beat writers and just kind of get some hints and uh, you know, maybe look at some of our RG premium content before lock. You know, expert survey is uh, nice to see what everybody's thinking last minute kind of thing. Premium Discord chat where our guys hop in and, you know, every sport – uh, worth every penny. It's a good group of people in the RG Premium Discord chat. Uh, anywho here, just objectively, just looking at some numbers, especially last game. So Giannis did the did the headbutt in the second quarter, got thrown out. Frank Mason ended up playing 22 minutes, point guard. Really only played one other game in the bubble. 22 minutes, 19, 5, and 6 in the 22 minutes. So pretty productive game there. Um, Pat Connaughton, 4,200. He's played in the mid-20 minutes last couple of games. He's hit six times value in two of the last three, kind of stuffs the stat sheet. Pat Connaughton's kind of one of those guys that's like one of their fringe rotation players, so I can't decide if he would see like fourth quarter run in a pointless game because the guy is, you know, he brings energy. It's, it's tough with the fringe rotation guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, then you got guys like DJ Wilson who started the second half for Giannis. You know, he's a guy who might actually start tomorrow and he won't be in the playoff rotation kind of thing, but it's tough to put your finger on a lot of these guys like Pat Connaughton as in terms of minutes. Yeah. It's so news is going to be critical, right? The people will start coming out with it. There'll be beat writers that um, get some coach speak on how they're going to potentially play this one. Um, so uh, tune in to uh, crunch time with, uh, probably any means tomorrow 
Um, but those guys will be tuned in. RG will be tuned in. The Discord will be tuned in. Because um, those guys, you know, we should have a better understanding. It's the first game on the slate. So the news should be there. I, if I'm going to sit here and tell you I know what they're going to do right now, I'd be lying. Um, all, all we know is Giannis is out. There's massive opportunity for whoever's going to get the minutes. It would make sense for them to rest guys like Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. Um, Eric Bledsoe is probable, they're saying now. So um, Wes Matthews is out. Um, Ilyasova is questionable. But, um, you know, maybe they want to get Eric Bledsoe his normal minutes just to keep him in rhythm. Um, but I, I would think these veteran guys – don't see much minutes and then it would probably be guys like like you said like any of the like I, I actually I played Frank Mason on the nice. last slate he saved he saved me from uh the Justin Anderson debacle um the worst uh shooting tied for the worst shooting performance from three uh of all time over 15 from three man that dude was putting up brick after brick like me and, at Dorney uh, Park oh man <laughs> it was crazy um, it was kind of like the RG basketball game um, that we had uh, at the, the last Super Bowl party. Um, anyways, like look like a guy like Marvin Williams could mm-hmm. potentially get some get some minutes because um, they might want to get him into into playoff shape a little bit better as he's been coming back from uh, groin um, that he's battled throughout the bubble. Um, I don't know, man. Just there's going to be value here. I don't know which ones, which one it is at this point, um, but the, it'll be there. Like I, I, I actually feel most comfortable with uh, Dante DiVincenzo. Probably, he's a guy that he, he just there just seems like he's he'll get minutes in either scenario. Whether they're they're trying to get their guys and you know maybe they want a dress rehearsal for the playoffs. Well, he's going to be a, an important part of the team. Um, or you know they they want to uh, give the veteran guys some rest. Well, he's still available. So. Um, he's someone that could I would feel comfortable with playing. Yeah, and you got guys like Sterling Brown, 30 minutes last game, shot the ball 16 times, 23-2-2 line he had. Although he did shoot the lights out, he was 5 for 8 from 3. You know, it might not happen every game. Uh, but there are plenty of ways to go here based on you know, what kind of hints we can see and maybe a projected lineup. And there might be some other guys ruled out by then. You know, Bledsoe is strange because he was on his way back, right? And they were ramping up his minutes. But now it's like, all right, he, look, he looks good, too. Bledsoe looks good in the games he's played. So maybe maybe they've seen enough. You know, this game, like we said, is pretty much meaningless for them. I do want to point out, though, because I did open up FanDuel while we were you know talking about the game. And we know there's big price differentials on both sites. But I'll tell you what, on FanDuel, Jaw is 77 at point guard. I mean, that is uh, a nice price for a guy who would probably play 40 minutes in a close game. And, you know, even if they're up by 13, 14 points going into the fourth against the C-Squad Bucks, you know they want to want to hammer it home and close the door to get in. You know, that would be such a great accomplishment for the franchise who's been just kind of stuck since the Zebo Gasol days. That thing would really have to get out of hand for Ja to kind of to kind of sit and watch in the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, he. Yeah, you can count him in a must-win game. He's going to be going all out. He's 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 like the Harden on this slate. So uh, all all aboard. Yes. Yeah, so definitely keep an eye on news. There are definitely some Milwaukee guys in play value-wise. Might be tough to figure out until you know after morning shoot around or something like that. Uh, you know, good thing is the slate, the main slates don't start until four. So we'll have some time to 
see what's out there on the World Wide Web and, and make some educated decisions here and, and make sure you tune into that RG premium content. All right, let's move on here. Second game on the slate, also a 4 o'clock tip, is Dallas and Phoenix. The Suns, another team in the thick of things out in the Western Conference. They need a win. Hottest team in the bubble, Chris. Whoever thought we'd be saying that. Yep, they haven't lost. Uh, Phoenix gets the eighth seed with a win combined with a Memphis loss and a Portland loss. So they need to win and they need some help. And um, they are going to be playing at the same time as as Memphis. So they're going to be going all out for sure. And uh, they're this. so this is a team that we can look to for production. Now, on the other side of the game, we don't really know what, what – uh, Dallas is going to do at this point you know it makes sense that they'll be resting a bunch of their guys now maybe Rick uh, Carlisle you know has the competitive spirit where he says you know he doesn't want to give in to a playoff and you know important game for the Suns and wants them you know to, to have a competitive game and he'll play his some of his guys for for good stretches there but you know, it makes all perfect sense for him to rest all these guys. So, you know, Porzingis is, isn't he, is he's on the injury report, correct? Yeah. He's questionable. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he could use a breather. I mean, they, all these guys could use a breather. So it could be some fringe guys in this game. This is going to be one you want to get some news from. Um, Like if you want to go deep and try to figure out some guys like, maybe it makes sense to like use a guy like Michael Kidd Gilchrist in this game, like mm-hmm. going super deep to slow down, you know, a guy who's been known for his defense to slow down like a booker. I could see that happening. Um, I don't know, but let's talk, let's talk about the, the, the real, the real plays, the Phoenix side. Yeah, no, that, that sounds good. Uh, one note is, and I'm not saying play this guy tomorrow unless there's a lot of news with guards, but I'm just impressed. JJ Barea is one of my favorite players in the league and he stepped in the other day and looks like he did not miss a beat. I mean, the guy's been around for how long now? He's one of those guys that just has a little European flash to him, you know, style of play. He's undersized, but he's gritty, and uh, he was so fun to watch. So uh, it'd be cool if there was some news to open up to get J.J. Brea back around. Uh, yeah, on the other side of the ball, obviously Devin Booker, and we could talk about him. Um, the rotation is is young, and there's a lot of guys eating up a lot of minutes, like Cam Johnson and, and Mike Hell Bridges and – Good luck figuring out which one's going to go for seven times value on a given day because Cam Johnson literally had seven Panduil points the other Monday. Rubio's been playing good ball, but his minutes just like aren't aren't where they were before the break. But you talk about efficiency, uh, Rubio's been there. I, I think he's a, a decent tournament play, and uh, we can start there. And, and and what are your thoughts on this side of the ball, Chris? I mean, it's Booker for sure. Number you know number one. I mean, if you just just look at his recent game logs, 58, 50, 49. Just look at the, the minutes, 41 in, in, in the last game. Um, massive usage. We're talking over 35% usage in the, the last three games um, alone. So this is a guy who's going to chuck, chuck, chuck. Um, he's playing great ball. He's playing on a, he's on a mission. The Suns are, are feeling good. Um, I feel your pain with Cam Johnson. I had uh, some of him the other day and uh, got his – horrible performance maybe a bounce back is in store it would be nice to get him going um but like this game is so important for the Suns. like cam johnson is just going to be an afterthought this is going to be booker and when it's not booker it's going to be booker pick and roll to to ayton 
uh, Rubio pick and roll to Aiton. Um, it's going to be those three guys. Mikel Bridges is a guy that's impressed me in the last one. He's, you know, he's starting to get confidence in his stroke from three. He's starting to shoot more. Um, you know, he saw 24% usage against OKC. Um, we know he's a savage on the defensive end. He can get those steals and blocks for those FanDuel um, slates when you when you need somebody. Um, he makes a lot of sense. But I like I said, I just really like what I've seen from him on the offensive side lately in the last two, where he's looked really confident. And uh, he's they're finding him for open looks, and so and they're going to be there. He's you know people don't really aren't aren't guarding him on the uh, on the offensive end. So all the opportunity is there. Um, that's really all I care about in this game. Yeah, I'm just looking at Rubio as a tournament play. He only played over 30 minutes once in the bubble. Uh, this guy is someone they can lean on to handle the ball when Booker doesn't have it. But, you know, that price tag, 7.3 on DK, is uh, is tough when you're not seeing the minutes. But the guy who can, who can dime it up, he fills up the stat sheet when he plays. Um, but, you know, with, when looking at the other guards on the slate with Ja and, and Dame, and you know, I'm, I'm saying if you're, if you're you know, max multi-entering kind of thing, I, I, Rubio wouldn't be a guy to, a bad idea to go over the field a little bit because people are going to be spending all the way up, and uh, there's some other really nice plays on the slate. So I think Rubio might go overlooked a little bit. 7,300 on DK, and he is uh, 65 on FanDuel. But, you know, guys like Campaign have actually been playing really well and has been cutting into uh, Rubio's time a little bit. And here we are. The Suns haven't lost in the bubble. You know, maybe the the front office there kind of thought the guys like Rubio it wouldn't be playing meaningful basketball here going into their last contest. But we're here. It's 2020. Crazier things are happening. And, uh, yeah, you know, Aiton's the guy. Is that bounce back game going to come? He had the, the botched COVID test, <laughs> which was just crazy a couple of days ago. And then the, the game against Philly. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing him bounce back there, and he just didn't look uh, look into it. But if you're not going to get into a must-win game on, on the last day of the season, then then I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, Aiton's definitely in play. That that Booker-Aiton pick and roll, you, you would think the ball's going to be in one of their two hands. I mean, throughout the whole game, it's going to be. Um, those are the guys. Those are the key guys. And that's all you really care about because we're going to look for value in all these other games. So these are the guys that we can, you know, Aiton certainly laid a, laid a dud in the last one, um, the last two. Um, but uh, I think a bounce back is certainly in store here. Yeah, you know, you got to have a short-term memory in DFS. And, and you're absolutely right. You know, look at his production since he's came back healthy has been has been pretty damn good. Big game, going to be a lot of fun. Really cool that they're on at the same time, you know, 4 o'clock. Kirkwood, the season's winding down and, and there's millions of dollars on the line on DraftKings. If you go on DK, actually, there's a promo code GRIND. That's G-R-I-N-D, GRIND. And, you know, download the DK app. Get out there, man. Still a lot of contests. Big MMA this weekend. I know we talked, like, for 10 seconds about MMA on the last podcast, but 200 k to first for the $15 GPP. Are you going to be playing any MMA this weekend? Oh, no doubt about it. I play uh, every week. Should be a good card. We we got some great MMA content. Brett, Brett does a great job too. It's Brett does hard. amazing content. He's the man. Uh, Roto Grinders has the the best UFC uh, MMA content out there. Brett Apley is the man. Um, sure. So uh, and that new package, I think it's still a free trial uh, for the month. I don't know if it is or not for sure, but I think it is. I think you can get the free free month if you get the our new package. So check that out. 
But uh, you know who can win us all the money on this slate potentially? Who's that? Oban. <laughs> oh, baby. Uh, it, you know, it, it, depending on how news breaks, if Porzingis sits, um, I mean, uh, I couldn't believe how low-owned he was on the last slate against the Jazz, against a team that plays big. You know, maybe this isn't the best matchup for him as far as from a pace standpoint goes, but um, they, they they may very well give him a bunch of time in this game. Yeah, I mean, if Porzingis is out, why not? It just, just seems like the stars could align. Pretty much a pointless game for the Mavs. Boban's a guy that uh, – Tech the rim a little bit there and uh, have some fun. Maybe spoil Phoenix's last push, you know? I, I like it, yeah. And we've had two fairly serious potential Boban days in the bubble. The first one was a dud. He started and Rick Carlisle played him like six minutes when Zubat crushed him on the offensive glass and uh, he just wouldn't put him back in. And the other day, Boban absolutely smashed and went off. What do you have, like 43 FanDuel points or something? crazy yeah and uh 40 on dk um yeah i i had him and uh enjoyed every uh every second of it plus he's so fun to watch but um you know he's cheap and uh if he gets the minutes he's a massive fantasy point per minute producer so um the only thing that's a little worrisome is that the suns are playing fast at the sixth fast, fastest team in pace in the bubble um you know since the the restart and uh you know, maybe he could get it run off the floor, but it doesn't matter at this point. So, and then one other guy I wanted to touch on, this feels like a Trey Burke spot for me. Uh, I know people say that all the time, and he's actually, you know, he's, he's had four pretty decent games in a row. It's just, it, he got 31 minutes in the last game. He's pushing for a six-man spot on this, uh, on this match playoff roster. So, every every game is important for him and they may use this more time to really solidify that. And, you know, and he's a, a score first type of guy, um, a guy that's going to be chucking shots when he's out there. And uh, in a game that they, they rest a lot of these guys, which I think they will end up doing, but we'll see how it shakes out. Um, he's someone I would feel confident in. I like it. You know, maybe on a slate where people are looking elsewhere for value. Yeah, maybe some Milwaukee guys that are cheap. Maybe some New Orleans guys. We'll get to them. You know, that Trey Burke could be in a, a nice smash spot there. We know what his upside is, right? We know what we know it's there. And he, like you said, he's playing for a rotation spot. I like it. Uh, the next game on the card here: San Antonio and Utah. Spurs right in the thick of it out there. Utah, not so much. Utah, the Jazz have already said that Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert are out. Manuel Moutier is questionable. Donovan Mitchell is not on the injury report, but you still have to kind of question how much Quinn Snyder is really going to play your best, you know, their best player. Flip side of things, the Spurs. What do they need tomorrow? Obviously, a win, but what are their what are their scenarios, Chris? Yeah, so the Spurs get the number eight seed with a win combined with a Memphis loss, a Phoenix loss, and a Portland loss. So that's, that's going to take a lot. Um, so first thing they got to, they got to do is, uh, is take care of business. Um, Memphis plays earlier than them. So they'll, they'll know if uh, that happened or not. And then uh, Phoenix plays at the same time, but um, they, even if, uh, 
for so even if those two teams still win, they can still uh, get the get the number uh, nine seed as long if Portland loses. So they get the nine seed with a win plus a combined two losses from Phoenix, Portland, or Memphis. So I guess it could be meaningless if Memphis and the Suns both lose. But if one of those teams loses, then uh, they they're definitely have a, have a shot here. So they need to take care of business. So this is a team we can be pretty confident in. It's going to be going all out. So, um, man, a guy who just has been playing really well in the bubble has been DeMar DeRozan. So I think you can count on him for production. And then it's, it's, uh, it's the same usual suspects with these guys. It's the DeJounte Murray, the Derek White. You know, we're one of those two. Um, it's tough to play them both and get them both right, but one or the other. Um, and, uh, I mean, um, this could be a good game for Pirtle um, mm-hmm. because uh, Tony Brad. I mean, uh, so they did they already announced Gobert out. Yeah, Gobert and Conley. Uh, yeah, Gobert, Gobert and Conley out. So I mean, this is the Jazz. Jazz succeeded. They're they're uh, they're going to be playing Denver. They got what they wanted. They kind of tanked um, to to avoid Houston, um, and they're getting their matchup with Denver. And now they're resting their guys and. Uh, so Tony Bradley is going to see big minutes, and he's a big guy, so it just makes sense for uh, Pirtle to be on the floor with him a lot. No, absolutely. I, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say I like I like him for GPPs. You know, it's the, his kind of matchup, a big, immobile guy just to hang around the basket and grab whatever falls his way pretty much. He's had double-digit rebounds the last three. Um, they need him on the court. And, you, you know, he made a good point about DeRozan. I know it's kind of stating the obvious, but – in these games, these do-or-die games, I want the volume. I want the usage. You, you just seem to see more ISO, pick-and-roll, two-man game when things really matter in the NBA anymore. So I want my DeRozans. I want my Devin Booker. I, you know, I, I think of kind of pick-and-roll, you know, give me your best stuff, and I think of DeRozan, I think of Devin Booker. And you, I think you're going to get a lot of Devin or DeMar DeRozan and Devin Booker. I almost combined two players there and said Devin DeRozan. He'd probably be like 10K. <laughs> the amount of shots they would put up. But similar situations, similar volume guys that want the ball, you know, every possession when the game's on the line. And frankly, two guys that can really get it done. So I, I'm with you on all those plays. Nothing nothing trickier. Tony Bradley is actually a pretty big points per minute guy. He's one of my favorite value plays on this slate, 3,400. You know, if he sees 20-plus minutes, and I, I'm pretty sure he will, I, I think he has a chance to really crush tomorrow. Um, anything else in this game, Chris, that catches your eye? Uh, Emmanuel Moutier. He is questionable, but I haven't yeah. heard anything too serious about his status, but definitely got to keep your he, eye on him. Yeah. Yeah. If, if he were a play, he would be the type of guy that I would want. His price tag is cheap. He'd be a gunner and have all the opportunity in the world. Well, you got Maya Oni. I don't know yeah. if that pronunciation. 27 is minutes last time, uh, in the, in the last game, um, not a, Probably not going to be a huge producer, though. Rajon um, Tucker, pretty good game against Dallas. Now, you know, he's a guy He's a guy that I would be interested in. He has a big-time score in the G League. He was averaging almost 24 points a game in the in the G League. So, um, Rajon Tucker is a guy that 
makes a ton of sense in this game. And he's 3,200 on DraftKings. Um, probably not going to get a lot of love. Um, and uh, he could be a, a GPP winner for you. Yeah, Rajon Tucker. I'm pretty sure he was the Florida Gulf Coast kid, too, on one of those teams when they were, like, tournament uh, darlings. I have to look on that if I'm, if I'm thinking right. But, yeah, he tore up G League, Ar- too. Arkansas Little, Arkansas Little Rock. Arkansas Little Rock. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, there's some value in that game, too. There's value everywhere, right? Arguably the craziest slate of the NBA season. This is where these guys are relevant because you give them the minutes, you get a Moutier at 33 who – who seriously has like 10 X upside, right. With, with his style of play and his price tag kind of thing. Hopefully not all of this is stale info. By the time you all listen to this, you know, we're recording here. It's one o'clock in the morning on the East coast. And we're, we're doing our best to get you what, what we have right now anyway. Um, but yeah, big game for San Antonio. Not so much for Utah. I'd, I'd be wary of Donovan Mitchell. You know, I'm not sure what he'd do. You know, maybe play a half. I don't know. I, I can't see him playing more than three quarters. That's just, uh, my gut feeling there, but let's move on here. Um, and uh, and a big game too. I I could see a big game from Rudy Gay coming in this one. He's just been... because it's such a such an important game, and he was having a great bubble. He cooled off against the Rockets. Um, didn't play very well, but uh, um, certainly this could be his type of type of game to to take over. And I agree. People are going to say, oh, Jordan Clarkson. Well, Jordan Clarkson was one of the guys that got yanked after halftime, I believe, against Dallas a couple of days ago. So, Quinn Snyder was already kind of watching guys' minutes and stuff like that. Made a lot of DFSers pretty mad. He had 21 FanDuel points in 14 minutes. And uh, sorry, no more. (laughs) He's done for the day. So, you're going to get some of that tomorrow. So I'd be careful with the jazz regulars, you know, even those kind of you know, tail end rotation guys, but I like a Tony Bradley. You know, we talked about Rajon Tucker could be a thing, especially in GPPs and Moutier. If Moutier is clear, I mean, this is a guy who's been trying to find a home for a couple of years now. It didn't work out in Denver, went to the Knicks for a while, had a couple of games, same story, just really inconsistent. The former, what top, was he a top five or top 10 pick? I think he was top five. And uh, you know, here we are where he's playing sparingly for Utah. But two of the last three games in the bubble that he's played at least 26 minutes, he's crushed. With 14 points, a rebound, five assists against the Spurs. I think it's Dallas. He had 14 points, four boards, and four assists, and a steal, and 23 FanDuel points. So, I mean, you know, if I can get, if I can get the minutes guarantee that he's good to go, I, I'm with you Moody. I some upside there for sure. Yep. Um, all right. What about uh, next game's Portland Brooklyn? Right. Yeah, we could do Portland Brooklyn. Uh, Portland Brooklyn, obviously, a big game for the Blazers. We know about Dame time, and he's what eleven two on DraftKings, Chris. Yep. He's uh, he's our James Harden of the day. Yeah, and he's he'll ca- and he's worth it. He's worth it. He will. He'll carry the ownership. I mean, what 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 do we really what do we really have to say? <laughs> He's he shot the ball at least 28 times his last two games, played 40 minutes. Um, you know, and Brooklyn is going to – says their typical starters are active. Who knows how long they'll play. Um, it's kind of a meaningless game for them. However, they're one game under 500, and I did read a Jared Allen quote that said, hey, it kind of motivates us with everything we've been through to be a 500 team. 
that doesn't assure him any minutes, but maybe there's a little extra something there. And uh, Dame's been so good. I'm just hoping it's not like a 30 point game heading in the third quarter. Yeah, um, I hear you. But um, I mean, who knows? So basically, Portland, Portland gets the eighth seed with a win. Um, or even if they lose by losses by Memphis, Phoenix, and San Antonio, they'd all, um, all three would have to lose. But they get the nine seed um, with just two losses combined to those three teams, Phoenix, San Antonio, and Memphis. But basically, they win. They're in. They're going to win. Um, and uh, you, it sounds like Brooklyn's going to going to play you know, use this as a getting ready for the playoffs. That's at least the early indications. And their uh, Lavert is going to play. Allen is going to play. They rested them in the last one. Um, how much? I don't know. It'll 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 be uh, important. To, maybe some news will leak tomorrow. But um, I mean, if I'm I'm kind of looking to them for some pieces in this game. You know, I mean, it would if this game stays competitive and close, and they do play it kind of like a um, to get them prepped for the playoffs, then you you may want to have someone to run, you know, Dame back with. But uh, so, I mean, Joe Harris looks like a guy. If uh, if he gets, man, he's just been super consistent in the bubble, and he's just been, he's their number two um, scoring threat on offense. You know, he's going to be uh, shooting the ball, um, get getting his open looks, and then uh, Jared Allen has played played well I'm not sure how much I'm going to be able to get on him because of that price it's just going to be too hard but he certainly earned it in the games that he's been playing you know in the he's played big minutes and in most of the games that he's played you know 38 in the last one 36 in the game before that 48 45 fantasy points um he's rested um so if they uh if they do run these guys like a normal game and not rest them here get them ready for the playoffs then uh these guys are going to pay off, but you know, it is risky, but that's why the news is going to be so important. I love Lillard and the Brooklyn matchup. He's been a, a lock button for me over the last two years. Schematically. I don't really know what Brooklyn does not much defensively uh, or if it's just their personnel or a little of both, but just some interesting numbers here that I'm going to share with the public that I've kind of looked at from time to time. Brooklyn gives up the most points per game against pick and roll ball handlers. They give up, 23 points per game. They give up the second most points per possession. So who runs a ton of pick and roll? Damian Lillard is fourth in the league in pick and roll frequency. And he scores. He leads the league with over 15 points per game off the pick and roll. The star, if the stars couldn't align anymore with everything on the line, how he's been playing schematically and just what's on the court in front of him, he's, he's his upside is, dare I say, like 90. I mean, we almost saw him get there the other day. If this is fairly close, you know, CJ McCollum's a little dinged up. A bunch of reports came out about him, and we touched on that briefly. But it's Dame time, and the Dame train's not stopping tomorrow, Chris. No way. I mean, uh, after that 60-point performance, after how fired up he is, how much this game means um, with him, you know, mouthing, put some respect on his name, um, we're going to be putting respect on his name going forward. And uh, I mean, he's James Harden is the way I'm looking at him on this slate. Um, another thing is Brooklyn's playing fast, man. They've uh, they're third in pace in the bubble of all the bubble teams uh, since the restart. And uh, 
that's just good for fantasy production. So you just got to hope that this game stays somewhat competitive um, and uh, he should, should, you know, pay off. Cause you know, we don't have, there's a lot of other, there's going to be value opening up and there's going to be value in this last game um, of the day on the Pelicans side for sure on the magic side as well. So um, you can, you can fit Dame. And uh, I mean, Nurk, Nurk is another, you know, he's overpriced, but on this slate, it's all relative, you know, and he's had two, two duds. So if, if you want, if you are fading like a Dame in, in some lineups, um, I, I can't touch CJ McCollum. Normally I would, but not after hearing that back and affecting his shot and whatnot. I just, I won't, wouldn't be able to go there, but like I could definitely play Nurkic. Oh, and, yeah. uh, or, or, and even Carmelo. Carmelo's was, uh, been playing I, well, and I, man. And I hate Carmelo. But, <laughs> Me too, um, but he's been really but, good. But it makes sense. It just makes sense with CJ being hurt after this all coming out that Carmelo's been like their, their number two option on offense. So he's going to, you know, with all the focus that Dame is going to have on him and, and Nurch, you know, Carmelo's going to have shots. You know, he always, he takes them no matter what. So. No, you guys, you nailed it. I'll definitely ha- be having some Nurkic and Lillard builds, and you know, if I'm going with that pick and roll theory, then obviously I want Nurk because he's going to be setting a majority of them for Lillard. So either Dame's going to light light up Brooklyn, or he's going to have a lot of easy baskets to Nurk, get those assist points, and kind of have the hookup there between both of them. Last two games, Nurkic has played Brooklyn. Uh, they were both in 2019. He's went for 48 DraftKings points in 20 in 28 minutes. He was 10 for 15 from the floor, and then they played again a game. Another game they had went to double overtime. He had 72 DK points in in 34 minutes. He had 32, 16, 5, 2, and 4 in a double overtime game. Uh, a game where Dame shot 30 times and Nurk shot 20. Jeez, Louise. Nurk shot 24 times and made 13 of them. So I'm liking fitting both of them in my lineup. And depending on what you see from Brooklyn, you know, maybe run it back with someone. But I'm a little weary of their minutes as well. And I tell you what, though, Chris, I watched more Brooklyn basketball than I ever thought I would the last week because I've been playing guys like Justin Anderson, stuff like that, unfortunately. And uh, they've been scrapping. They're moving the ball pretty well. There's a chance this game is is closer than maybe whatever the Vegas line is going to be, you know, especially if, if Levert and, and Jared Allen depart early. This B squad has been playing with a chip on their shoulder. Well, Portland's defense has been um... – suspect to say the least Sus- yeah i mean especially in that mavs game where they're they've gone off their their defensive rating um has actually been somewhat decent in the bubble but i mean they, they have some massive scoring games they're playing fast it, you could i could definitely run their game stack here i mean it's tough from a pricing standpoint to fit nurk and dame together because it just takes up so much salary but you could do it and levert is actually if Levert is going to get normal minutes. He's a he's a steal at 8K on DraftKings, and you could run it with like Joe Harris, and then you're going to have to like fit in your, some value, like a center play, like maybe like Tony Bradley, like uh, Brandon Clark. You could fit in and some other value, which whichever value pieces that open up throughout the day. 
um, you could round up the roster. And so it is doable. And I do like that idea because if this game stays competitive, then uh, that could be a, the ticket right there. Tough to put your finger on what Kenny Atkinson is really going to do. Uh, the game against the Clippers earlier in the week where they're the, the Harris, Levert, and Jared Allen status were kind of all up in the air. They ended up playing a lot, and that game stack won people a lot of money. Um, you know, this is the last game of the season for them, so maybe maybe things will be a little bit different. But, you know, looking at tonight, you know, we saw teams like the Clippers run Paul George and Lou Williams really late. Every coach has different philosophies, so we'll stress it again. You know, check out some press conferences. Check out some quotes. Just You know, not everyone's going to be completely open with what's going to happen. But, you know, for example, Luke Walton said about the Kings, there's still things to work on. You know, we're not going to play De'Aaron Fox, though, but it seems like he likes his core there. I, I didn't think Harrison Barnes would play as much as he did yesterday. He has a big contract, and he's, uh, oddly enough, one of the older statesmen on the Kings. But some coaches will, will say some key words and, and give you a little bit of input that can either you know, make you lean one way or the other. But, yeah, this you know, Portland going to carry a lot of ownership. What, what's, your, what's your best guess on Damian Lillard ownership on DraftKings tomorrow if you had to put, you know, put a number to it? Oh, he's going to be extremely popular. I think he's going to be like 60% plus. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of sticker shock there with, with the way he's been playing, that's for sure. But, yeah, let's get through this last um, game here. Sorry to – There's going to be value. And uh, I'm going to correct one thing for the listeners. Uh, and it's 1, 1 a.m. over here, so I, you, your uh, brain was off. Well, you, Jacques Vaughn is the co- – uh, Atkinson no longer the coach of the, the Nets. So. Oh, good call. Um, I know you know that. I just you just used to saying Atkinson. Yeah, as we all are. Yeah, my bad. Good call. Oh, all right, we're finally here. One a.m. New Orleans in Orlando. Last game of the slate. New Orleans is pretty much thrown in the towel with a lot of their usual guys. Brandon Ingram out. Zion out. Drew Holiday out. Josh Hart's questionable. Last game, Derek Favors and Reddick were not listed on any injury report, but they just didn't play. So, and they carried some ownership too. So, definitely be careful. I'm not going to touch Favors or Reddick in my player pool unless we get some kind of confirmation that they're going to play. And we saw some guys, some young guys, and some others get some burn. You know, Jalil Okafor played 25 minutes. I think that was his first action of the bubble, Chris. And, uh, you know, Alexander Walker, a guy who likes to get him up, played 24 minutes. And Frank Jackson, we had battle of the Franks the other night. Frank Mason and Frank Jackson, two young point guards. So another game where, where there's plenty of different ways to go with value. It looks like Lonzo Ball's going to play uh, as he did the other day. Um, yeah, it makes sense for them to, to give him some run to get, get him right a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, Ingram's out, Holiday's out, Zion's out. Um, that's the key. Josh Hart is questionable. Um, can't imagine the, them pushing him at this point. This game is all about the the, the backup scrubs, uh, some players, see what they have for next season. And there's some good producers there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would have never have touched uh, Derek Favors. That was – the writing was on the wall. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I mean, he's just an old guy. Um, but uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker um, – someone I played on the last slate only got 25 minutes could push more in this game. Um, this is a guy who can score. This is a guy they want to look at for the future. Another guy would be, uh, um, Frank Jackson. Um, 
you know, he got, he got 25 minutes as well. Um, so those are those, and he, he can score too. So those, those two are both uh, great plays. Um, Jackson Hayes is another one, like you said, um, got 22 minutes. Didn't wasn't the greatest of games, but you know, there's more minute upside potential with him. And uh, he can, he can produce when given the minutes. Um, the disappointing guy um, was uh, Nicola Melli who 25 minutes, only uh, 10 fantasy points. Now the, the thing about him is that he's a guy that he's, he's relying on the shot. He's relying on other people to get him uh, open looks, right? So when, when you're playing with these second units and these guys that aren't as talented, they're just, he's not going to get the same looks as when, you know, when he gets on the court with Ingram, with uh, um, any of these uh, uh, holiday um, any guys that are just taking the defensive attention. So it just makes sense that he's, it's tougher for him to produce. So he's probably a guy that I would stay away from. I think he could get hot and could have a good game, but you know, if he beats me, so be it. But the guys that I'd be looking to are just, it's Nikhil Alexander Walker and Frank Jackson. Like it's, it's that easy to me. And then maybe Jackson Hayes. Yeah. Alexander Walker. I feel like every other week he'll be in a situation where there's some guys out and he kind of his name kind of gets floated out there like hey this kid could be a stud he's really aggressive you know consider him for gpps and a lot of times you just get the minutes or he just shoots really poorly but this is like one final opportunity for him uh, he has a usage rate of just under 23 percent, so that kind of solidifies how aggressive he is and he likes the ball in his hands likes to get his shots up when he's in there uh, he's played two, four, six, eight, nine games with at least 20 minutes this season. Uh, and he's scored anywhere between 12 and a half and 38 DraftKings points. So, uh, you know, if he gets, you know, if he's going to start maybe, or if, we, if he, you know, someone solidifies that he'll get some burn, you know, you just have to understand he could be volatile, but he totally has GPP winning upside, especially at, you know, he's, he's pretty much was 3,700. So I like the Alexander Walker call. Definitely has some shares in multi-entry. We've seen Jackson Hayes perform when he's had minutes. We've seen him perform when he's had less than 20 minutes. You know, the, like you said, the writing's on the wall for Derek Favors, and I love watching Jackson Hayes play. I, I like watching this New Orleans team play quite a bit. They're terrible defensively. They don't have a, a hell of a lot of chemistry whatsoever. Uh, but they're they're kind of fun. I mean, they're, they're athletic. Their pieces are there. And um, I do like some of these young guys you brought up. I, I do like Frank at point guard. And uh, I think I think they could definitely uh, provide some smash spots tomorrow. We'll all just have to see. It sucks that they're the late game. So that's the problem. You're going to have no, to. They're, 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 they're in play. Like, I have no, no problem playing uh, using uh, Alexander Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank Jackson, like I said, Jackson Hayes is a little uh, kind of fringier, but right. I want the guards with the ball in their hands. But um, right. Jackson Hayes and then and Ja, I, I forgot to mention uh, Jaleel Okunfor. Um, but those are the guys. I, I I'd be completely confident playing them tomorrow. This is a they're going to be these are the guys that are going to be getting the playing time. Would you take a flyer on Etwan Moore? No. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I just wouldn't. He's 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 been around. It's 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 all about the the young the young future. Um, they they know what they have with Etwan Moore. Right. There's some serious upside with guys like 
Alexander Walker and, and Jackson Hayes. Um, and you know what? Okafor looked pretty good during moments this season, uh, much better than he looked in previous seasons. So I guess, you know, if you're worried about maybe Okafor and Hayes splitting time tomorrow or tonight, it technically is today now, um, that could be a thing, you know. Um, but they both definitely have upside to crush. You know, we're talking about seven, eight times upside possibilities. So definitely pay attention. You know, does they're definitely all in play. It does stink that it's the 9 o'clock game, and, you know, you're probably going to have a lot of uh, – pegs in the holes by then with the rest of your builds, but uh, and you could probably get some decent ownerships on them being the late game. You kind of agree there. Maybe it's a little bit of leverage with some of those guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to gauge at this point. I mean, I, I think right. some of them will get, get some ownership, but uh, yeah, I mean, people will fill up with whatever the news comes in earlier and whatnot, but um, yeah, they could be forgotten about. Is there but anybody else? On- I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say there's going to be forgotten people on the other side of the ball in Orlando for sure. Um, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity there. So um, Orlando, we know uh, Ter- Terrence Ross had to to leave the bubble, so now he he's out. Um, Evan Fournier is out. Aaron Gordon's out. Uh, Mo Bamba is questionable. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be about. Um, they're they're young guys too as well. So these guys aren't the best best uh, fantasy producers or players in the game. Um, and it's going to be guys like uh, Gary Clark, Melvin Frazier Jr., Wes Wundu, um, who these are guys that can gain some meaningful experience in case they're called upon at some point in the playoffs. Um, so these guys, no one's going to play, but um, Kaheem Birch, source of value. Kaheem Birch is another yeah. one. Good point per minute guy. Thirty-seven hundred. You're right. No one's going to be on these guys. Um, but yeah, there's really no reason for. And I wouldn't be shocked if more news broke throughout the day and we saw that. Hey, you know, Vucevic is just going to sit out, kind of thing. Or I wouldn't be shocked if we saw some more of these guys. I'm sure people will be asking about Markel Fultz and. The last couple of games are kind of ramping him back in. Uh, a lot of the coaches quote said you want to get him back in a game condition, things like that. Uh, is that over, do you think? Or do you think maybe there's one more chance for a little bit of burn with Markel tonight? Um, I don't know what – yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it would be – it may – I mean, they just – they don't have a ton of bodies. Right. And so – it make you know there. It makes sense. I think they're they want to build up his conditioning. So he got um, in the in the last game. He got twenty two minutes. I think I think it's pretty safe. We could probably assume he's pretty safe for twenty to twenty five minutes, unless we hear that they're going to arrest him for some reason. But I think they're going to stress building. You know, building his conditioning, and he's somebody who could definitely produce and um, against yeah. a fast paced. Um, uh, backup squad for the the Pelicans seems like a great matchup. So he's someone who could take over, take over the game. Yeah. He loves transition. The volume's there, especially with the lack of bodies. Tell you what, if another guy or two gets ruled out tomorrow, I I wouldn't mind taking a, taking a shot on Markel and some GPP bills. I'm a Sixers fan and and I'll admit that it hurts. Kid looks good. I I don't know what's up with the Sixers developmental team. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on there, but he looks a lot better, man. Dribble pull-ups off the pick and roll, just like we saw in all of his college tape. And I'm happy for the kid. I mean, maybe he found a role there. Maybe he found a home in Orlando. And 
tell you what, he's taken 18 shots the last two games. 18 shots in 22 minutes is nothing, uh, nothing to, uh, to pout about there. So the kid's getting them up. And like you said, they just have a lack of personnel. Yeah. So uh, that's the slate, right? That's the slate. That's the slate, man. We're in store for, for a, a wacky, crazy day of NBA basketball. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, we'll, we'll have the playoff picture ironed out uh, by the end of the night. So I think Will and I will be on the next morning grand. We'll be able to kind of break some things down and see what's going on there. What's your take? I heard there might be some bubble awards. Who, who would you name the bubble MVP? Who would it be? Ah, uh, it's Damian Lillard, man. Dame, uh, it's Dame or Booker. It's those two guys have, have earned it. TJ Warren made an early run at it, but yeah, TJ Warren, TJ Warren, TJ Warren's up there too. It's those three. Have you been playing any best ball? I gotta ask you before we get out of here. I have not yet, but I will be. I know I'm, I'm pumped to get on Underdog Fantasy. I, I've done. Uh, a little bit of research and uh, talk, we do some great shows now. Uh, Dan Bach was on one today and you know, best ball. You said it, you forget it. Same people from the draft app kind of went away and people were, were calling for it to come back. So big tournaments over there, big GPP prize pools. Definitely check out underdog fantasy. And that, that's the thing. If you're busy or if you're researching 5 million other DFS sports, you do a draft. You don't got to check it the whole year. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. Basically, it comes down to this: if there's a if there's a, a new uh, draft um, format, a new best ball format that is backed by Cal Spears and Peter Overzet, the world famous Peter Overzet, then you want to play on that on that site. That's, that's all I have to say. Underdog Fantasy, Android app, Apple app. I mean, it's just convenient. It's right there. Check it out. Underdog fantasy. All right. Before we get out of here, we'll talk food real quick. I know you gave me the best. Was it pizza in Boston last time we, we chatted? And uh, Will and I have been talking some food on and off. And uh, Will told me his favorite Italian food the other day. We were talking barbecue recently. Um, so I don't know, man. What, what, give, give, me, give me a food, man. What, what, what's some of your favorite food? What's good up there in Boston? everything's good up here in Boston. So, uh, my favorite place in Boston, all, all Boston is, a um, a hot pot place. You know what hot pot is? Shabu. Hot pot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what that is? No, I never had it. Okay. So it's, it's like, it's, um, it's an Asian restaurant where it's, uh, basically they bring out broth and they give you tons of fresh meats and vegetables that you cook in front of your own broth. But it, so it's, it's, there's a place here in Chinatown that's just so good. Everything is so fresh. You get like prime, prime uh, beef too. It's like sliced really thin. You cook it in the, the pot. It's uh, salty. It's uh, with the, it, it's just amazing. So that's like my favorite place um, in Boston um, we have uh, some of the most incredible Italian food here too. There's a place that has lobster ravioli. I'm a big chicken parm guy. That's Me like too. my go-to like like um, comfort food. Um, but uh, we've got tons of great sushi. I'm a big sushi fan. Um, I don't know. I eat everything. <laughs> I think that's the general consensus between me, you, Will, and beer. Everybody, we're just all like, look at us. Like we eat everything. There's no bad food. 
But yeah, we talked Italian food. Chicken parm was my go-to. Chicken parm hero, man. Watch some Thursday night hoops. That might be on my agenda. Chris, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. A lot of good insight. What's your Twitter handle so people can look you up? At Kirk Dees, K-I-R-K-D-I-E-S-E. People can find me on Roto Grinders, Grinder Live shows all the time. Uh, easy to find. I'm in Discord. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm hitting MLB pretty hard, too, along with NBA. So, yeah, I've been at RG for a while. Uh, you can find me. Tell them about the, uh, the Yahoo piece you do. And I know we talked about Yahoo Fantasy, and it might be kind of an afterthought for some people. But uh, you're out there, right? Uh, I, I mean, Yahoo's like my bread and butter site. Um, I mean, I play everything but everywhere, but uh, Yahoo is overlooked. Um, a lot of the best players still play on there too as well. Um, but uh, it's lower rake. Um, definitely, there's a, you, can, you can end up uh, doing pretty well. And when, you know, sites that have lower rake, it just makes such a difference to your bottom line. But anyway, uh, I do some content every single week on Fridays, uh, an article on all my plays. So I'm in every contest over there. You can uh, come and play against me if you want. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you next week, Chris. For Chris Kirkwood, I'm Justin Carlucci. Have a good day and good luck.